Well, welcome to another edition of The Bottom Line Show. Roger Marsh here. Happy Wednesday to you, or Wednesday, as my broadcast professors would say. <laughs> I'm learning this back 40-something years ago. Uh, great topic of conversation today. We're going to do an analysis, balance, and clarity deep dive on why people can get to the point in the culture where they are. I remember uh, Chuck Swindoll shared this years ago. It might have been in his book, Improving Your Service, but probably the only Chuck Swindoll book I ever read. Read it in college. And I remember when he was pastor at First Evangelical Free Church here in Fullerton, uh, where a group of us used to play basketball a couple times a week in their middle school room. I think it was the, the sixth grader room, but it was, a full, it was the size of, they had a tile floor. So it was kind of a bummer to play basketball on, but that was to make it multi-purpose. And we would go in on a bunch of guys who worked at Ambassador Advertising and local Christian businesses. We'd get it together and huff up and down the court <laughs> on Wednesdays and Friday mornings. And um, and we would get in and play on this tile floor. Uh, and, and Chuck never showed up, but some of his other pastors actually did. But he wrote a, a book and he, he shared something about the sincerity of people's faith. And he said, you have to remember that when people are sincere in their deeply and sincerely held beliefs, oftentimes they can be sincerely wrong. And I thought, wow, that, that really spoke to me because today we're going to get into some statistics about the sanctity of human life, about uh, political issues that will become political hotbeds. Um, last week, of course, we heard the president of the United States uh, commemorate the third anniversary of January 6th, which is now a high holy day for progressives on the left. And I say that with no animus. I mean, I understand if if the only thing that you have to hold on to is the U.S. government and the Supreme Court and the laws of the land, the idea of someone, quote unquote, storming the castle, as was the case on January 6th, 2021, is horrifying to you. It's sacrilegious. It's just it's it's an abomination. Now, for those of us who've actually watched the video, and I've not seen all 41,000 hours of it. I don't know if too many people who have. It's amazing how many people on the left when they release those capital tapes. Well, the conservatives are getting awful quiet now because they released the tape and there's nothing there. It's like, no, we released the tape and people are watching it. They want to see what happened. They want to know why Nancy Pelosi and Democrats painted such a one-sided picture of what happened that day. Is it see, cognitive dissonance is your best friend here? Is it possible that the words of Donald Trump led some people to believe that we really good we're going to storm the castle and take back the country? Absolutely. In the same way that it's possible that some progressives are here, you know, here's Joe Biden launching his uh, kicking off his campaign, which was kind of interesting because uh, a lot of people didn't think he was going to run again kicking off his campaign last weekend and saying we have to vote against Donald Trump because if Donald Trump wins, that's the end of democracy, which isn't true either. It's absolutely not true. I mean, the fact that they're doing everything they can to keep him off of ballots and that he's the big old boogeyman. But here, please understand what's happening with people on the left. And this is not to say that people who are conservative have everything all figured out either. I think those who have a biblical worldview have a much better sense of what's going on in the world than people who don't. And as a Bible-believing Christian, I want to make sure that my biblical worldview is actually biblical and not cultural. There's a podcast that's growing in popularity right now called The Holy Podcast. Perhaps you've heard of it. Phil Vischer, the guy who created VeggieTales, is the creator of The Holy Podcast and features a, a pastor by the name of Sky Jatani and a young woman whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, uh, who's a she's finishing up a doctorate at Duke University School or Duke Divinity School, Duke University. 
and they get together and they, they, the program centers on what they say, uh, a view of American Christianity through the lens of culture. And I thought, okay, well, that's interesting to see what that looks like. But quite frankly, if I'm going to get that kind of perspective from people on the outside, I'd almost rather have it from people who aren't Christians or are not professing Christians. Because they could tell me, trust me, those folks, I, when, when we started the Bottom Line show, low those many years ago, I had a number of people, who, friends of mine from high school, college, hey, you got a show, that's really cool. And uh, they, a couple of them messaged me after the first couple of weeks and said, hey, can I uh, give you some feedback on the show? And I'm like, yes, absolutely, please do, because you're not necessarily in the Christian community. So I want to know what you think of what we're talking about. And they really helped me to see how I was presenting biblical issues from the vantage point of people who are not in the church because ultimately the name of the game here is to go into all the world and preach the gospel right i mean christians could have a degree athon and there are certain tribes of christianity now and the enemy loves this when people who profess faith in christ say well we're the academics or we're the scientists or, we're the this or, we're the that we're the catholics we're the methodists we're the and, and next thing you know there is no unity in the body of christ and that's a commandment from jesus Literally, I mean, this is, he's, he's been through the upper room experience. We've gotten the new uh, covenant in the blood. Judas has gone off to get the betrayal in motion. Jesus is on his way with his disciples to the garden of Gethsemane. And what does he say? I have a new commandment for you. He could have said anything to them in that moment. And what did he say? Love one another. You're going to hear me sharing this passage a lot during 2024 the unity in the body of Christ issue. As the clock is ticking and we get closer to, not to sound like a doomsdayer, but as we see the time of the signs, we, Pastor Barry Sagner was with us a couple days ago to talk about how we can, we can see these things happening and say, look, it's in scripture. We can follow along at home as to what's going on. And no, we don't know the exact day and hour, but we do know the Lord's return is nigh, as the old English writers would say. So the church needs to be on the same page in the same way that the family of the one who is passing on the, uh, uh, the goodies, if you will, the patriarch or matriarch of a family. There's nothing more heartbreaking. I've seen this too many times in pastoral ministry. I know my brother has as well. When uh, mom or dad is getting ready to cross the finish line and the kids get together and what happens? There's a big squabble over what? Money possessions what does it mean to be in this family uh, lisa and i were watching a television program the other day where uh, there was an issue where mom was in failing health and this woman was trying to help her out and her twin sister pops up out of nowhere hasn't shown up in five to ten years and basically comes in and starts yelling at her twin saying hey you're only here being nice to mom because you want her house and i thought oh no here we go again but right now, the question isn't who's the most academic in the body of Christ or who's the most super spiritual or who many has the most follows and likes on social media. It's how many of us are going into all the world and preaching the gospel and that is that gospel message unified. I saw an interesting uh, interview on TBN uh, not too long ago. Uh, Joel Rosenberg was uh, talking with a guy by the name of Tasir uh, Abdu Saada. And he was discussing what it was like to be a member of the Fatah political party, to be part of the Palestine Liberation Organization, the PLO, and did so for many, many years before about 30 years ago, he gave his life to Jesus Christ. 
And since he converted to Christianity, he says, what I'm seeing now in this war between Israel and Hamas is basically, it's kind of growing pains, birth pains, if you will. He said, the, the conflict is heartbreaking. He said, quite frankly, the scale of violence and destruction rolling through the Middle East right now, quote, is not normal. But because it's not normal, we have two ways of responding to it, he says. On the one hand, we could try to stop the violence. Let's come up with a peace talk. Let's come up with some kind of truce. Let's, let's see what we could do to stop the bombs being launched into Israel. I mean, let, let's do what we possibly can. And I think as peace-loving people, citizens of the world, want to see that happen. But for us as Christians, we have to understand. I mean, this is a guy, this uh, Abdul Salah. Rather, he was uh, Abdul Sada, I should say. Um, This is a guy who was born in what we now refer to as the Gaza Strip. This is the part of Israel where in 2005, Prime Minister Ariel Sharon basically negotiated as part of a let's get a two-state solution going, said, look, Israel's going to withdraw from that area. We'll leave it to all the Palestinians who are here. You guys elect your own government. You do your own thing, and we'll respect that. And so what do they do? Well, Hamas shows up and basically says, hey, we'll take it from here. And so they had a quote-unquote election. And next thing you know, Hamas is in charge. And for the past two decades, Hamas is in charge. And yet, quite frankly, you have Christians like Tasir Abu Sada, who uh, said, look, I mean, once, once everything settles down, once the war is officially over, I'm moving back there. I want to be part of what I think is going to be the greatest harvest we've ever seen in the Middle East. He said, look, the Arabs and the Jews have a plan, but God has a greater plan. Um, he, he actually wrote a book, and I remember my sister had read this book years ago called Once an Arafat Man. Uh, basically, he was talking about what it was like to be uh, part of the Six-Day War in 1967 and to be uh, you know, kind of a, a right-hand man for Yasser Arafat. And now he's saying, look, we'll put this article up at thebottomlineshow.com, but take a look at it and read it and understand that we are you know, in these growing pains, birth pangs days. And it's very, very important for us to live in that light. Now, toward that end, we're gonna take a quick break here and we continue. Today is Everyone Wednesday. And we're super excited to have a return visit from author, church planner, and international speaker, James Levesque. Now, James is a guy who's been with us before to talk about a book he's written called 10 Prophetic Values for Today, Hearing, Glorifying, and Restoring God's Voice. There is a link for that book up at thebottomlineshow.com. And everyone Wednesday means that everybody calls and wins. Everybody who calls in the program is going to win something. And... That's today's no exception. We have not one, not two, but three copies of this book to give away. Now, are we focusing too much on the prophetic necessarily? Or what about prophetic values? Namely, what is God doing and how is God speaking to his people that are prophetic ways of speaking that we can attune our ears to especially during these challenging times. We're going to get into that conversation on the other side of this break with author and pastor James Levesque as the bottom line continues in just a moment. For more than 50 years, Dennis Wilson has been offering better alternatives to what the market offers when it comes to investments like certificates of deposit and real estate investment trust. Dennis's 3D account pays even better than market interest rate. Here's Dennis to explain. So what is a 3D account and how does it work? A 3D account is a real estate-backed 
investment without Wall Street risk. It pays an amazing interest of 7% for the next three years. At the end of three years, you can take your money out. So you can see it's definitely not a REIT. Or you can reinvest it at 7% in a new program. Go ahead and call today and ask about the 7% account. And then while you're on the phone and ask about our accounts that pays even higher amounts for funds over 250000 Learn more about Dennis Wilson's 3D Money account, the better alternative to the Real Estate Investment Trust. Call 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Wilson Financial, simply better alternatives. Well, everyone is asking about biblical prophecy these days. They see what's happening in the world, and they go, oh my goodness, what in the world is going on here? Definitely a pivotal time for the body of Christ, but what is being said, and how can we do the best job possible of understanding what's being said to us in the body of Christ? Uh, Author, church planner, and international speaker James Levesque is with me today here on The Bottom Line. He's the lead pastor of a network of engaging heaven churches all across North America. He's the author of a brand new book that I think is going to provide a lot of clarity for those of us in the body of Christ who are looking at the world around us and saying, what in the world is going on? The book is called 10 Prophetic Values for Today, Hearing, Glorifying, and Restoring God's Voice. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. James Levesque, welcome to The Bottom Line Show. Oh, man, so good to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. well, and we, as we were talking before we got our uh, recording rolling here, you got a great hockey name. I love that. It just sounds like, you know, Levesque with a four check and the, you know, right, right up into the hard boards there. But, uh, but, but I appreciate the fact that you, th- what you're bringing to us is something that says, look, we know the world's getting crazy. We know it's kind of stumbling into darkness, but we also know that God's not left us here completely, you know, untethered. Talk about why this book is so important for the church right now. Sure. You know, I'm reminded in Corinthians when Paul, you know, he laid out all these gift descriptions of the spirit and he's laying all this stuff out. And then he says in, in Corinthians, I believe it's 14, he says, eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. But then yes. he goes, especially the gift of prophecy. So it's like, yes, we desire these things. But why you highlight prophecy? Well, I think for a few reasons, it's hearing God. And, and if anything, we have to understand is we are wired to hear God's voice. Now, we live in a day where there's so much noise around us from the world, the media, the devil, whoever, it's really important that we understand that we are called, every person listening, to hear God's voice. And not only are we called to do that, we've been wired to do that, but I believe hearing God's voice is essential in the days that we're going into. Yeah, it certainly is. And a a lot of people, I'm sure, are thinking that they're hearing it. Other people are absolutely certain. Talk to the person who's kind of on the fence right now. I mean, in terms of what is God saying, what is not God not saying? I mean, that, I think that's sure. having that discernment. Talk about that. Yeah, I think everything comes down to the word, right? It all has to begin and end with the word. I always say like, God will, God will never contradict his word, but he might contradict our opinion of his word. Mm. Meaning this, mm-hmm. we have, we've got to understand the word of God without our filters, just the way the Lord intended. And I believe the word is a starting point for the things that God wants to say. You know mm. what I mean? For instance, we hear a lot of gloom and doom words on the earth right now. But the reality is when we read the book for believers, there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of like God protecting his people, the glory of God being poured out, you know, the gospel going to the far ends of the earth. It is, Jesus said, the end times will be great and dreadful, but I believe at the very same time. And as his children, as believers, we have to lock into that report. Otherwise, you know, we're missing our reason for being alive right now. And hearing his voice lining up with his word gives us hope. It doesn't actually give us fear or give us concern. It gives us hope for the days ahead. 
I'm talking with Pastor James Levesque today here on The Bottom Line. The book is called 10 Prophetic Values for Today, and we have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, my wife and I were out for a walk earlier today, and I don't know how we, we were talking about something happened. And I, she looked at me, just you know, asked the rhetorical question, whatever happened to our nation's sense of shame anymore? And I said, well, you know, there's that whole self-respect issue. And you write about how for us as just children of God against this dark, dark and deep cultural backdrop, that there's a high value in the body of Christ on integrity, you know, and 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 placing priorities where they need to be. That's falling away in the culture right now. Talk about how we don't have to try to make ourselves pure necessarily, but if we're living our kingdom lives and living, you know, according to spiritual priorities, uh, we will place a high value on integrity in everything we say and do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, dead religion, fruitless religion is man's vain attempt to get close to God. But in, in the spirit-empowered life, we are grafted into this sonship, this daughtership in heaven, where it's our identity. Our identity is not found in what we do, it's found in him. And what I believe is this, especially when it comes to hearing God's voice, we've got to be clean, man. I mean, we have, it's like a pipe that's blocked up or it's just flowing freely. And integrity, integrity is who we are when no one's around. When the lights are off, when the church service is over, are we living that life in our homes where we're honoring God? You know, I think the Bible says in the book of Acts, Stephen was a man of faith who feared God with all his household. Well, that is integrity, fearing God with our household, honoring him with all that we have. And I think, you know, look, COVID kind of exposed a lot when it came to mm. ministries, right? I yeah. mean, mm -hmm. you, you saw you saw celebrity pastors who really died on the balcony of boredom because they're on COVID timeouts and they're starting to mess around <laughs> in sin. That's mm -hmm. not integrity. Integrity is whether I'm in COVID timeout or not, we're honoring God, we're living right, we're loving Jesus. And so I think a lot of the mess ups when it comes from like prophets that have been so far off, it's because their personal life is off. If we're mm -hmm. listening to God and yielding our lives and living in integrity, then the voice of God is going to be clearer and purer coming through our lives. Pastor James Levesque is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. His new book is called 10 Prophetic, Prophetic Values for Today. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, James, we hear a lot about younger generation right now going through it in, with regard to their relationships, with their emotional health, uh, the things that are just, you know, kind of tough. I mean, it, it seems like uh, younger generation is looking for, I don't want to say easy answers, but that kind of swipe to the right and everything, all your problems go away. There's an app for that, you know, type of mentality. Sure. One of the things you write about in your book, 10 Prophetic Values for Today, is the power of perseverance and the and the the value of doing so. Talk about why now more than ever. I mean, that that's not just kind of a pick yourself up by your bootstraps and, you know, grit your teeth and gut it out type of thing, but rather it's it's understanding that our walk in faith is more of a marathon than a sprint. Absolutely. You know, I love the, the, the it's almost like this this moment of parable where they came to Jesus and said, how do we see the kingdom now? And then immediately Jesus goes into this bizarre, like left field parable about the minors. And mm. God gave them this, this and this. And it was all about faithfulness. We live in generation. You know, I often say we're in a microwave generation, but we serve a slow cooker God, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and, and there's some things we need to understand. It's not going to be overnight. It's not going to be instant. It's about faithfulness over time, being honoring to God and honoring to those around us that leads to this moment of breakthrough. We want it so fast. It's like, it should have yeah. happened yesterday. You know, 
uh, one thing God challenged us with is health being restored. Mm-hmm. Like since this year started, I'm on 33 pounds down since, oh, good for you. since December 5th. But one thing I had to come to grips with, I didn't gain all that weight in one year, right? I'm 43 right. years old. It took half my life eating bad, not thinking about it. And so I had to take it one step at a time. I'm not looking for a hundred pounds overnight. I'm not looking for like, I'm just looking to be faithful one meal before another every day, healthy habits. And that's how it is with the Lord. I have young people. They, it's just everything so fast. You were never meant this thing right here. We were never meant to have that much stimulation in our life. We were never meant to watch everybody's live stream, everybody's prophetic word. Like there's something about focus that I think is missing in a younger generation. And, and, and I think perseverance and faithfulness and all those things are really going to matter. And they extremely matter when it comes to hearing God. Yeah, absolutely. As Pastor James Levesque is talking about these 10 prophetic values for today, which are featured in his brand new book, which is up at the bottom line show.com. Um, I, the emotional health component, I think, is is major. And this may be something that is new to those of us in the Generation X or or the baby boom or greatest generation, that the idea that because of what you were describing, Pastor James, the fact that everyone's trying to learn everything all at once and have an opinion on everything and it's fight or flight, you've got to you know make these big decisions based on limited time and limited information. There are a lot of younger people who are are kind of taking a step back. You know, maybe I don't want to be as involved in church because it's just it's not good for my emotional health. There is value in in, in paying attention to that, though. Talk about the the power of peace as you write about in your new book. Yeah, the Lord really does care about our well-being. There's no doubt about it. I will say this, this younger, this generation that I see, I've been pastoring 27 years. They we've never had a generation more aware of their personal feelings, Mm -hmm. which I think can be healthy, but I also think it's unhealthy. I think when we are, you know, every moment of every interaction, we're trying to navigate how we feel about something. It's not always going to lead to something healthy. But the reality is this. Our mental health matters. And God has paid for it on the cross that we have a sound mind. The Bible says that we would have no other mind but the mind of Christ. Romans 12 says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed. Here's how we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. I believe, especially when it's linked to hearing God or or internally hearing God, I believe that our, our mental health is so important. But here's the thing. It's going to be directly connected to what our eye gates and our ear gates are exposed to. If we're flipping through TikTok and we see a cat drowning and a little baby running off a cliff and someone crashing on their bike and then a flower growing and then, you know, a mountain scene like we're not supposed to process. It's like stimulating us like cocaine and then nothing Mm -hmm. becomes it. Nothing becomes enough. We don't there's no peace. It's like you want happier than happy and that doesn't exist. Mm. Boy, that is you're you're preaching to the choir on this one. We all need a message like this from Pastor James Levesque, and gratefully uh, for us today, he is with us. The brand new book is called Ten Prophetic Values for Today. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Hearing, glorifying, and restoring God's voice is the subtitle. We've got more of this conversation coming up next as the bottom line continues. Welcome back to this Everyone Wednesday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. James Levesque is my guest, and if you are googling it, don't bother. Uh, this is one of those Jim Lefebvre type of names. James's last name, it's French. Uh, L-E-V-E-S-Q-U-E. 
okay? The book is called 10 Prophetic Values for Today, Hearing, Glorifying, and Restoring God's Voice. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Today is Everyone Wednesday, and so we have not one, not two, but three copies of this book to give away at 800-227-5278, is the number to get you through to the bottom line. And uh, please bear in mind, of course, that since it's Everyone Wednesday, three of our listeners, of course, are going to get a copy of the, each one will get one copy of this book. But everybody who calls in today is going to win something. And that's the beautiful, uh, the beautiful uh, thing about Everyone Wednesday. We, we are so blessed here. If you came into the Bottom Line Studios, our flagship affiliate KBRT here in Southern California, uh, Crystal has done a fantastic job, as have Joel and Teresa's back with us as well, um, to organize all of the many blessings that we receive from publishers, from authors, uh, you know, and, and ostensibly these are people who say, hey, I uh, love the show. We'd love for you to interview me because potentially that means you'll talk about my book and people will buy it. I, we, we totally understand that. Uh, that, you know, that, and, and if you work hard uh, to put something like that together, you really do hope that people will in fact, you know, to want to consume it. But if you had the conversations that I do off air with a lot of the people that we wind up promoting here on the Bottom Line Show, you'll hear a heart for ministry that says, look, I'm doing so many other things right now. Um, I'm not even thinking about the book. I mean, they obviously want people to read it, but it's not like that's their end all be all. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's the beautiful thing about having these conversations and the resources that we do have. We just want to be generous with you. We'll even pick up the postage, right? So everybody who calls today at 800-227-5278 calls into the Bottom Line Show from wherever you are calling uh, points far and wide. Um, and we're getting ready to move a little, little bit of growing pains here with Bottom Line Show. Uh, we Right now we kind of stop at the Mississippi River, but we're getting ready to kind of make our move into the Southeast. Uh, you'll have information on that in a couple of weeks as well. But everybody who calls today is going to win something, but three winners are going to get the book by James Levesque that we're talking about right now called 10 Prophetic Values for Today. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. We'll take a quick break and when we come back, more of my conversation with James Levesque as the bottom line continues. Stephanie Kovar understands that personal injury help is a uniquely Christian concept. Christians sometimes balk at using a personal injury attorney after an accident, but Paul said that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. When you've been injured, it's important that the responsible party makes your temple well again. And the idea of restitution for lost wages and medical care comes from Exodus 21 and 22, where God outlines the concept of consequences and restitution. That biblical concept says that a person liable for injuring another must replace what is lost as a matter of justice. Sometimes being made whole means being compensated, and Stephanie Cover will fight for your wholeness because it is the Christian thing to do. And she is refreshingly honest. So if she feels like she's not the right attorney or that there is no case, she'll be upfront with you about it. If you've been in an accident, find out at no cost if Stephanie can help you by going to kbrightradio.com slash C-O-V-E-R. Pastor James Levesque is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. And if you are Googling right now at home to find his stuff, we've got it all linked at thebottomlineshow.com, but it's L-E-V-E-S-Q-U-E, which would be a dream if you were playing Scrabble or something like that right now. Where, where are you from originally, James? I mean, I know you're in Florida right now. I, I sense kind of an East Coast vibe to it, but where, where does your family hail from? 
yeah, was born and raised in Connecticut. And yeah. uh yeah, loved it. Just New England through and through and then moved down to Florida about two years ago. I'm gonna tell you something interesting about my last name though. Uh Levesque. I don't have a dime of French in me. I never was I was actually <laughs> like full blooded Italian. Uh-huh. But my mother g- gave me that last name through a crazy series of events. But when I went to preach in France, he said to me, your name's pretty powerful. I'm like, I'm so sorry, bro. I don't even connect with uh, French names. And he goes, uh-huh. no, your your name means the bishop. Ooh. So everywhere you see the bishop <laughs> in, in our Bible is Levesque, uh-huh. the oh, bishop. Wow. And so, yeah, okay. I often wondered if I should change my name. And then I thought, man, God knew what he was doing exactly. when I got that name, you know? So <laughs> kind of cool. That is cool. You know, in the brand new book, uh, T- 10 Prophetic Values for Today, is up at the thebottomlineshow.com. And it kind of leads nicely into one of those values. A lot of people, you mentioned during the pandemic in our earlier segment, the pandemic kind of exposed a lot of people in ministry for what ministry was happening or what wasn't happening or what you call it, the the balcony of boredom. I just, wow, that's, but that, that really spoke to me. One of the things that I think a lot uh, that we saw during the past, let's say three years now, as we're coming up on the third anniversary of that, is the fact that there are a lot of people who did a kind of a reassessment, took inventory of where they were spiritually, whether it's a full-blown ministry or people's individual lives, and are, they're kind of rediscovering their first love. Uh, talk about why it's important to know, really, not just to take for granted what we've been given in our faith in Christ. Yeah, I remember it was March of 2020. We were in New England, as you can imagine. COVID was pretty crazy. Things were getting shut down. We were we have a church right outside of Yale University. So that was like, you know, the mm-hmm. center of all this crazy. And God showed me a scripture in Mark 4. It said, Jesus got into the boat with the disciples. And then there's this weird thing that says, as he was to them. And the Lord said to me, when we go through storms, he said, it's a storm, it's going to pass. When we go through storms, whoever Jesus is, is who he's going to be when you take him on that boat. Hmm. And unfortunately, when when COVID happened and trauma happens and trials go on, whoever he is to you, he's going to be more of. But whoever he isn't to you, he's not going to be. And I think a lot of people in in many ways, I feel like it was a failed fire drill for the church. You know, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. like, do we believe that God can protect us? Do we believe he can heal? Do we believe he can, you know, do all these things? Or are we really bowing down to the voice of fear? Right. Mm. And so I felt like the fear was the real virus going on on the earth. And, uh, and, and whoever he is, it's just, you know, this is why Christianity isn't supposed to be a box you check on a form of, of religion. It has right. to be this living relationship with the Lord that through highs and lows, we are, you know, the Bible says we're pressed, but we're not crushed. We're persecuted. We're not abandoned. We're struck down. We're never destroyed. But as I sit here and talk to you right now, there are people still in our churches in Connecticut that won't come to church because mm-hmm. of a virus three years ago, mm. because there's that much trauma. And so look, who is Jesus to us? May he better be our everything, our savior, our deliverer, our protector, our provider, right? I think that is the reality because any storm we go through in life, we need to make sure that we are very much aware of whose boat we're in and who's with us. Boy, that is powerful preaching Come from on. pastor. 
Pastor James Levesque today here on The Bottom Line, The Bishop, as he so duly noted. Uh, pastor Levesque is the founder and lead pastor of Network, uh, the Network of Engaging Heaven Churches all throughout uh, uh, North America. He's the author of a brand new book that we're really enjoying hearing about today. It's called 10 Prophetic Values for Today, Hearing, Glorifying, and Restoring God's Voice. And we have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Pastor James, uh, we have lived, we've lived through the pandemic. We've seen people, you, you talk about the value of generosity in your new book and how there's kind of a mm. prophetic overtone to that. Talk about what you mean by that. Yeah. You know, I believe it's funny. Jesus said this thing in Matthew. He said, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And then he said, where your treasure is, is where your heart's going to be. I know so many people have been abused by 1980s televangelists, but the bottom yeah. line is there, there is a healthy place of honoring God with our life, all that we own, all that we are. And what I've noticed is this, People that are generous, where they live to give to others and they're generous to others, those are people that hear God's voice clearer because there's something about having no attachments and mm. living generous where you realize that we serve a generous God. <laughs> and that God is just as generous to speak to us in a time of need, help us. And so, you know, I think as believers, we can't be stingy. You know, we can't be, you know, we have, and I think, look, I think a lot of churches struggle financially because they don't, the pastors aren't trusting God themselves. This is not some weird hyper faith giving message. This is the fact that our father promised that he would never leave us or forsake us. David said, I've never seen the, the righteous begging for bread. The reality is in the book of Acts, when God started moving, everyone was nobody was in lack and everybody was blessed and so i believe for the kingdom's purpose not our own purpose god wants us blessed but generous people you're going to hear god differently and look i think it's a shame when the world is becoming more generous than the church right i think it's ridiculous when damar hamlin you have the whole world wanting to dump money in, and i'm sure a lot of them are christians but we should be the first ones to say, man, we want to love you like Jesus would. We want to give how we're blessed. We want to give to you. You know, we started our first church. I fed one homeless person when nobody knew who I was. Mm. And now we feed up to 100 a day, homeless, wow. every day. And we just love on people. So there's something about a generous heart and hearing God and understanding that our father has so much to say to us that I believe is is correlated for sure. I, I love that, Pastor James Levesque. The book is called 10 Prophetic Values for Today. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Um, James, we've got about a minute and a half left in our time together, but I'd love for you to talk about a phrase that you use near the end of the book, which I it, it kind of caught me off guard, but I, I, I'm just really ruminating on it. Preparing for your suddenly. You know, I believe that the Lord has these moments in life for us whether we're gleaning in the fields and about to see our, our redeemer. Uh, but we are, you know, here's what God told me for the coming year. We are being positioned to be advanced right now. Mm. And we have to position ourselves for these suddenlies. Like there's a power of great expectation, how we're supposed to live. You know, Acts, they said, you know, silver and gold have none, but it said they, he looked at them expecting to receive something. As believers, we have to expect every day that something's going to happen. That's mm. how we prepare our lives. 
Likewise, there's a danger in low expectation. We cannot be people that wake up every day and we're not believing much. We're not being possessed with promise. We, you know, in our very nature, we're called to be believers. That is what we bring to this world that nobody else has. And so I want to encourage everybody listening, set yourself up by reading the word of God, dreaming with God, believing with God, and watch your life soar. Because this, I believe, if you believe it, will be your greatest year that God's used you than you've ever lived. So I believe that we are positioning ourselves for something great. And, and that that word is so powerful, positioned for something great. I mean, to to not find ourselves on the couch with a remote in our hand and smartphone on the other, just saying, okay, God, drop it in my lap, but rather make sure that you are ready for it and ready to receive it when it does show up. Pastor James Levesque, the author of the brand new book called 10 Prophetic Values for Today, Nearing, uh, excuse me, Hearing, Glorifying and Restoring God's Voice. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Pastor James, thanks for the work. Thank you for your visit today. And thanks for being with us here on The Bottom Line. Oh. Oh, thank you. Love the bottom line show. Bless you guys. Well, thank you, James. A great conversation with James Levesque today here on The Bottom Line, talking about his new book that uh, is, is really going to open your eyes as to the world that we're living in, and not only understanding prophecy from God, but understanding the prophetic values of today as well. 10 Prophetic Values for Today by James Levesque is up at thebottomlineshow.com. We have not one, not two, but three copies of this book that we're giving away today here on Everyone Wednesday. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. Again, we have three copies of James Levesque's book called 10 Prophetic Values for Today. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. I want to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to walk through these values with you and then also share a, a, an update about a story uh, that definitely needs our prayers involving a pastor who was involved in a domestic dispute, uh, not that kind of domestic dispute, just two neighbors getting into it, and wound up receiving a fatal gunshot wound. We're going to talk about that and how we can pray for more and more people of the Christian faith who are finding themselves literally in the line of fire. That's coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. My thanks again to pastor and author James Levesque for joining us today here on The Bottom Line. Joe, his book is called 10 Prophetic Values for Today, and uh, it's a really encouraging book, not necessarily on prophetic uh, prophecies themselves, but rather being in a position where you can hear the prophetic, where you could experience it, and then move forward living with what he calls these prophetic values for today. We, it's Everyone Wednesday. We have not one, not two, but three copies of the book to give away today. 800-227-5278. is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Here are the 10 prophetic values in case you were wondering. First is a hearing heart. And that is simply, I mean, when you think about it as a believer, having the ability to hear God's voice. I was watching a clip the other day. There's an actor whose name I don't remember, but I recognize his face. He's been in a couple of movies that I've seen recently, and I know Lisa likes his work as well. And uh, he was talking about what it was like to be a Christian man in Hollywood. He's married very happily, and talking about what he and his wife understand about their roles in the marriage. And he said, look, ladies, you have to understand something. Your man needs to be hearing from God. And guys, you need to understand when you're hearing God's voice and when you're hearing the voice of your boss or your wife or other people in your head. He said, when you determine and distinguish what God is telling you and you hear his voice, 
then you you begin to understand that your heart is shaped by what God's voice is telling you. And I thought, boy, that was, that'll preach. And so, and that's definitely one of James Levesque's 10 prophetic values. Also, um, having a pure heart and living a life of integrity. How many times do we see, I mean, the Epstein list came out and we find people who are, you know, professing Christians one minute and they're on somebody else's, you know, bad list the next. It's amazing how living a life of integrity, as a, a Christian businessman I used to work for, who I always thought kind of colored outside the lines or bend the edges a little bit. One time he just chuckled. He said, Roger, the best thing about telling the truth is you never have to remember what you said. And I've always taken that with me. Dave, thank you for sharing that with me. Uh, third, uh, the value of priority and the ability, the discipline to say no. That's a prophetic value in today's culture. Too many Christians are doing the go along to get along mentality and they're compromising their faith, watering it down and also jeopardizing their salvation. And that's not good. How about the value of perseverance and seeing the God through the storms of life? Uh, it's not easy and it's not good. A lot of people were complaining 21 was hard, 22 was hard, 23 was even worse. I can't wait for 24. I hope it gets better. Well, what if it doesn't? Well, the good news is with the value of perseverance, you can see your way through the storm. Uh, the fifth prophetic value is emotional health. Stephanie Cover and I talk about this a lot here on the program. She's the only personal injury attorney I've ever recommended. And she says, look, when your body has been banged up because of a personal injury, whether you were in a car accident, a slip and fall at work maybe, or in some cases, a dog bite, which requires its own separate police report. She said, really, we really have an obligation for the legal system and the medical process to go to the doctor, get checked out, get the treatment you need. That's for the insurance purposes of the legal settlement. But she said, you know, one, one time we were talking about it, she said, remember your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. You have a responsibility to God to take care of that temple. And as I, you know, pack on my COVID gut, I go, yeah, you know, <laughs> I hear you. I understand it. But emotional health is a part of that. Also, the value of healthy relationships. Would you rather have one or two really dear, pure, trusted friends or 100,000 people who follow you on Instagram. I mean, think about it. Jesus had his disciples, and then he had his core of three, you know, the apostles, if you will, Peter, James, and John, and then he had Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Jesus did not have a huge circle of relationships, but they were all healthy. Um, when you dwell in the written word of God, you can hear God's voice with confidence because he's speaking to you that way as well. Hope is another hallmark, a, a prophetic value, if you will. The people who are prophesying, when you think about Jeremiah, Isaiah, all these Old Testament prophets, they were sharing these, you know, shrieking, horrible, whatever uh, words from God, but they did so with hope, the expectation of what was certain. And we always have a positive hope, of course, of the coming and returning Christ, but sometimes the hope we, we do, that hope meant God is God and he's going to do what he's going to do. And then knowing what has been given, rediscovering the kingdom of God, the value of our speech and letting our words be seasoned with salt. And so they are reflecting the heart of God, learning to live generously and to give to those in need, and then uh, to prepare your heart for uh, suddenly, whenever that happens. Think about this. This is one of the 10 prophetic values that James Levesque writes about in his book. The fact that when it comes, a lot, oftentimes we have this slow burn mentality and our impatient, we'll talk about our impatient uh, sinful flesh, wants to be gratified right now. 
But we know that, you know, the all good things comes to those who wait. Dennis Wilson will talk about the value of investing for the long term, and that makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, understand that when God moves and is ready to move, the Lord's going to return to the twinkling of an eye. What makes us think that there is not going to be some prophetic movement in your life that isn't going to happen just like that, just that quickly? Think about that. It's, it's a dash. You know, it's the jot or the tittle. But be ready for that. Uh, James Levesque refers to it as your suddenly. That's a prophetic value that will bode well for us as Christians in these final days before the Lord's return. And again, that could be a couple of hours, could be a couple of weeks, could be 50 more years. It's entirely up to him. We just need to be ready. Highly recommend James Levesque's book, 10 Prophetic Values for Today. It's up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we have not one, not two, but three copies of this book that we're giving away today. 800-227-5278. is the number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break, a prayer request for the family of a pastor who has been gunned down. And this is so, it's such a tragic story, but it's one of those things where we have to understand that this is the, this is the world that we're living in. And this is the drastic, the level of drastic measures that some people are willing to go to just to settle an argument. And there but for the grace of God go we. We'll talk about that on the other side of this break because the bottom line continues. Bottom line show listeners have been so supportive of Preborn and I appreciate you. And I know that Preborn does as well. Preborn is the pregnancy resource center that offers women uh, options and offers women the truth when it comes to an unexpected or unplanned pregnancy. Now, if you were expecting pregnancy and you want to get a free ultrasound, you can go to our preborn clinic as well. It's very easy to do. And every time we donate $28 to the cause, that provides one free ultrasound appointment for someone who may or may not have the means to handle this. Now, Terry in Cathedral City recently called in a $1,000 donation. Thank you so much, Terry, for, uh, for giving us that call, especially out of the Coachella Valley. Also, Dennis in Los Angeles called in a $28 donation. Thank you, Dennis, for that $28. And also, I want to say thanks to Diane in San Diego, a $500 donation. Every $28 you provide means one more ultrasound visit for a woman who may be deciding between whether or not to keep the pregnancy or to keep the child. We are pro-child. 85% of the women who go to preborn and see the ultrasound choose life for their preborn child. And you can give a tax-deductible donation online today to support that cause. Go to kbrightradio.com and look for the preborn banner. Click the banner and make your best donation today. Welcome back to this Everyone Wednesday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. We still have three copies of James Levesque's new book, Up for Grabs. The book is called 10 Prophetic Values for Today. And there's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Hearing God, glorifying and restoring God's voice is the subtitle. We've got not one, not two, but three copies of this book we're giving away right now at 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Tragic case out of Las Vegas involving a pastor who was gunned down and eventually uh, killed during a disagreement. Uh, the pastor involved is a uh, guy by the name of Nick Davi, who uh, was a prominent figure in the community. Uh, he had been an integral part of Grace Point Church in Las Vegas for a number of years. He um, was in a disagreement with someone at uh, 
uh, a, a community called Courts at Alicante, or excuse me, Courts at Aliente in North Las Vegas. They were having, he was having a disagreement with a 36-year-old woman. And apparently uh, the woman, uh, but there was another woman who also suffered non-life-threatening injuries during the altercation. Um, it's incredible to think about this. Um, Davi's wife, Sarah, is known for her involvement in local community activities. She attended homeowners association board meetings and now uh, nearly 20 years of marriage and two children and her husband is gone. Uh, basically, the nature of the disagreement still remains unclear. Uh, pastor Davi had been working at Grace Point Church for, since 2006. He served as the pastor of operations since 2014. He oversaw the church's daily operations, maintained the property, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he spent 15 years in the public aquariums business in Florida, Mississippi, and Nevada. As a matter of fact, uh, the guy's from Long Island. He earned a bachelor of science degree in marine biology from the University of Tampa. And then over time started volunteering at the church, uh, wound up leaving that industry and becoming a, uh, a pastoral staff member, especially as it pertained to uh, uh, the, the operations of his church. The uh, suspect is someone called Joe Junio, uh, has been arrested on multiple charges, including murder and attempted murder. Um, Junio lived in the same apartment condominium building as the Davi family. Um, at the same time, now because of the way the law is, and the way it's written, uh, Joe Junio also faces um, additional counts, um, two counts of child abuse and or neglect, and one charge of discharging a firearm where a person might be endangered. Now that seems like kind of a progressive type of law, but nonetheless, um, a minor argument turned major. And this, Father, we just come before you praying for the Davi family and also for the Junio family, the, everyone involved in this tragedy. And we pray, Father, for cooler heads and that your peace would rule and reign and help us remember that as the days are shortening and people are becoming, uh, you know, those who want to hear what their itching ears have to say. Some people are going to look at other people and say, you're a Christian, I don't want you here anymore. And we won't just be canceled from the culture. We might be have our lives on earth cut short. We know that you have numbered our days and you teach us to number our days. But help us to stop living like we're going to live here in America forever, but that we're going to live with you forever. And in the meantime, to make the most of every opportunity we have to share our faith in you with everyone we encounter. Father, we ask all these things in the precious and powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. And all God's people said, amen. This case is really tragic, but you know, I, I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad tidings. I think we're going to see more incidents like this. And the reason is very simple. Uh, we have a temporal government that handles, you know, laws and rules and this, that, and the other thing. But as people are more and more directed by their own self-will, this is something George Barna shared with us before the end of the year um, about uh, what the uh, American Worldview Inventory at Arizona Christian University taught them. And that is that the number of people who believe that the Bible, that this is cognitive dissonance, once again, we can hold two conflicting viewpoints and see how they go together. Viewpoint number one is fewer people hold to a biblical worldview for moral standards. That number has been on the decline steadily for the past three decades. It's not just a Joe Biden or Donald Trump phenomenon. It's been happening 
for a while. Ironically, it's been happening as churches have been growing in popularity, growing in influence, and well, I mean, influence among Christians anyway. I don't know how much influence we're having in the world anymore when you see fewer and fewer people holding to a biblical worldview for morals and standards. At the same time, though, during the pandemic, America saw an uptick in the number of people who said, I believe in morals and standards, that there are absolutes after all. Okay, so what does that mean? They don't believe that the Bible is the standard, but they do believe there is an absolute moral standard. There has to be a third part of that equation. And the third part is yes. So what's the new replacement standard for morals and values? You know what that is? Us. The progressive mentality basically puts us on God's throne and says that when it comes to morals and values, I'm going to have this righteous indignation if you violate my values. Something as basic as Oprah Winfrey and company saying, you know what? You speak your truth. That's your truth. I want to hear your truth. There's your truth and my truth. You and I know there's truth. Jesus Christ says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So basically saying, I am the truth. There is no other truth. It's me. My word is the gold standard. And there's only one way to heaven, and it's through me. So when progressive Christians say we want to be, you know, more ecumenical and reach out to people of different faiths and said the other thing, reach out to them with the gospel by all means, but don't expect that we're going to get to heaven and find Muslims and Buddhists and Krishnas and what <laughs> only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So we have this problem now in the culture where yes, people do believe in absolute moral standards, but they believe that they are the standard. You're going to encounter that. I don't know what happened between uh, Pastor Davi and this, uh, this person at this uh, condominium complex in North Las Vegas. But I do know they've, even the residents around are saying, gosh, crime is on the uptick and we don't know why. Well, I can tell you why. <laughs> when your moral standard is not God's word, you're going to run into problems like this. And there's going to be more. So uh, get ready to be in prayer for quite some time on this type of thing. We've got a link for the article up at thebottomlineshow.com. Last call for James Levesque's book on 10 Prophetic Values for today, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line on that. For our KCBC audience, enjoy the rest of your afternoon and Rabbi Schneider with Discovering the Jewish Jesus. For those who remain on the network, an analysis, balance, and clarity segment about a story from CNN and a story from Life News that are competing and conflicting. But what do the actual statistics say? We'll talk about that coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Well, welcome to another Everyone Wednesday edition of The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. I haven't seen the numbers yet from Crystal as to how many people have called in for the James Levesque book on the 10 prophetic values for today. Uh, we had three copies, not one, not two, but three copies of the book giving away today, 800-227-5278. But I know we also have devotionals from David Jeremiah and Charles Stanley's ministry, et cetera, et cetera. We have lots of books. I mean, just a whole big kit and caboodle. If you are looking to do some Valentine's Day shopping on us, call us, 800-227-5278, books on marriage and parenting and Bible history, and uh, it's they're wonderful. We just don't literally have enough time during the course of the week to get to all the interviews for all the resources that people send us material from. Just don't. So uh, we, we'd be doing the Bottom Line Show 24 hours a day if we were just doing nothing but interviews. So uh, enjoy those resources as you call in and, uh, and, and win, and I encourage you to do so. 
want to do a little analysis, balance, and clarity segment here to wrap up the program here for the last half hour of the broadcast. And it, we're going to take a look at death in America, death in modern culture. Uh, just to give you a heads up, we, all be, we will be talking about people who are no longer here. But the question is, how is it that they're no longer here? The left has their idea, progressive ideas, as to what we could do to stop the death toll. Typically, what does it involve? Gun control, right? If we had stricter, more common sense gun control laws, then we would you know, have fewer deaths. For those of us on the conservative side of the equation, we say, now, wait a minute, we think your gun control laws might be a little bit too restrictive. And oh, by the way, we think there's a different leading cause of death. So who's right? In the sanctity of life community, we'll say, arguably, the number one cause of death in America and worldwide is abortion and has nothing to do with gun control. As a matter of fact, one pro-life advocate I met one time said, not shockingly and not suggestively, but rather, uh, I think, compellingly said, look, if you outlawed all forms of abortion in the United States and left only one available, and that was a gunshot wound, maybe then people who support abortion would understand why we are so passionate against it. But nonetheless, to to do fair analysis, balance, and clarity, we'll thank our friends at uh, CNN and also the Christian Post for these uh, competing stories, as it were, with regard to how do we get a good analysis, balance, and clarity on the subject? Because uh, here's the headline. This is from Emma Tucker and Omar Jimenez of CNN. Uh, It was updated uh, last Friday. Headline, nearly 300,000 lives could be saved in the next decade if states follow California's example on gun law, according to a new study. Now, key things to hear. I'll read a couple of paragraphs. This is a group called Every Town for Gun Safety. Uh, I believe it started as a reaction to what happened at Newtown, Connecticut, the Sandy Hook massacre, and uh, which was tragic. Alex Jones, I don't know why, why you were talking about how, saying that that was some kind of fabrication. Those 20 or so uh, elementary school kids died, a couple of teachers. That was tragic. It was horrible. It was awful. It happened. But with stricter common sense gun control kept that tragedy from happening, I, you know, it's tough to say. Here's the CNN article. Nearly 300,000 lives could be saved from the nation's wave of gun violence over the next decade if every U.S. state enacted gun control laws like those held by states such as California and New York. This is according to a new study announced by a gun violence prevention nonprofit group called the St- uh, Every Town for Gun Safety. It's the first estimate that offers a glimpse of the potential life-saving impact of stronger gun laws throughout the nation with a significant variation in firearm laws from state to state. The study revealed new rankings for the 50 states based on the strength of their gun laws in 2023 compared to gun death rates, putting California and New York at the top of the list for gun safety. Arkansas, on the other hand, ranked last in the nation due to the weakness of its gun laws and high rate of gun deaths, according to the analysis. Now, let's look at the numbers, shall we? I mean, again, this is nonpartisan. I'm not here to say take away your guns or uh, don't tread on me. This is just these are the statistics. New York and California are considered, quote, national leaders in the report because they have some of the lowest death gun, gun death rates in the country. New York has 5.3 gun deaths per 100,000 residents, and California has 8.7 deaths per uh, 100,000 residents. Okay, uh, In spite of the fact that the two largest cities in the U.S. are in New York and California. Arkansas, on the other hand, 
has a gun violence rate of 22.1 deaths per 100,000 residents. They have approximately one-sixth of the population of New York State, and New York is the fourth largest state, so that means it's even a smaller percentage of the population of California. And so they go on and talk about these different rates and et cetera. Uh, they take the CDC numbers. Uh, they look at, and, and again, the CDC numbers of gun violence include homicides, accidental killings, and suicides committed with guns. So the CNN study, and we'll post it so you can read the whole thing. For, for Simply for time, I'm not going to read the entire story to you because you can imagine basically what happens is uh, the experts saying more guns equals more mayhem. And then they quote the National Rifle Association outgoing CEO Wayne LaPierre, who resigned last week, saying, if we're a nation of capable of legislating evil out of the hearts and minds of criminals who commit these heinous cracks, we would have done it a long time ago. But everybody should be able to have a gun. So, I mean, that, that's the crux of the article. And they go ahead and, and compare this here. Let's take a look at the numbers, though. Again, because I'm kind of a statsy, numbery guy, and, and we all can be too. New York has 5.3 gun deaths per 100,000. Arkansas has 22.1 gun deaths per 100,000. Arkansas has, or New York has four times the population that Arkansas does. In ter- well, let me back that up. Arkansas has one-sixth of the state population that New York does. But they have basically four times more gun deaths. Now, granted, the gun violence rate, it's pretty heavy. But homicide, accidental killing, suicide, I mean, those are all things that somebody had to have a hand in doing and making a decision to do. It's not all homicides. But the media would lead you to believe that it is. And oh, by the way, when it comes to the number of deaths and lives that could be saved in the next decade, remember that 300,000 number looks very, very, um, very, very imposing. A group of kids at Michigan State in the picture, they're, they're looking solemn and they're crying and holding hands. And one girl's holding a poster that says, how many more? That was after the, uh, uh, the shooting at uh, Michigan State. Um, well, the, they went to the state capitol. That was back on February 15, 2023. Now, let me ask you a question, and I mean this sincerely because I know what my answer is to this question, but I wanted to hear what yours is, okay? Here's the question. Do you remember the shooting at Michigan State last year? I don't either. I really honestly don't. And some people would say, see, you don't remember that shooting because there are so many of them, they're impossible to keep track of. Or... You don't remember that shooting because just because guns were fired doesn't necessarily mean it was a tragedy. Now, again, I'd have to Google and find out everything that went into that, but it was heartbreaking to see. I mean, there was a school in Iowa last week that got shot up and a kid died, and that's awful. It's terrible. No no thinking, feeling person, especially a person of faith, would ever rejoice at a school shooting. But when you look at this report, the way CNN makes this a lead story, 300,000 lives could be saved from the nation's wave of gun violence over the next decade. Did you catch that part? Well, a decade is 10 years, right? So 300,000 divided by 10 means that if we put in stricter gun laws, people would have more limited rights with regard to gun ownership and it would reduce the death toll from homicide, accidental death, and suicide by an average of 30,000 per year. 
Now, CNN says we should do this. And I'm not suggesting that we shouldn't revisit gun laws. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, Something tells me that we have plenty of gun laws and enough gun laws on the books. And the question isn't so much whether or not we have the laws, but whether or not they're being enforced. Maybe they need some revisions. And I'm not a gun owner yet. (laughs) As as the world gets crazier, uh, we've been tempted. But so far, we're not. But the CNN story, the headline is 300,000 people would be saved. The implication is every year, not every decade. And gun laws, if we follow California, New York's lead, everybody will be fine and thinks we'll all be hunky-dory. Okay, so that's the way progressives see the biggest problem in America. Leading cause of death, guns. On the other side of this break, I'm going to challenge that notion, not with hyperbole, but rather with statistics, actual numbers. And it's going, you're going to find out something that not only Worldometer or Worldometer, I guess, which is a database that tracks quantitative data on health has come up with the numbers for not only the United States, but the entire world as it pertains to leading cause of death. And I will give you one hint. It has nothing to do with guns. We'll talk about what it actually is on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. Here's Dennis Wilson of Wilson Financial Services with a reminder that your investments do more than just make money. They actually change lives. This Christmas, we gave our family the gift of life. So I thought, let's do the same for our Wilson Financial clients. A way of saying thank you for being in partnership with us in the ministry. What we're going to do to honor our clients is we're going to fund 100 ultrasounds per month, each month for the next 12 months through preborn. Also, each quarter, we're going to buy an ultrasound machine. And at the end of the year, those machines will be saving an average of 1,600 children per year. We do this to honor and inform our clients of this great ministry and to say thank you for being our clients and being our friends. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. It's Everyone Wednesday. Don't have an active giveaway going on right now because we gave away all the James Levesque books. But if you want to win something, give us a call because we never are at a shortage of books or devotionals, movies, you name it. 800-227-5278. And quite frankly, I know how good it feels to, I still remember that time. I was about nine years old, maybe. It was at a movie theater over by Disneyland. We lived in Tustin. I don't think those theaters are there anymore. We went to a matinee of something. And for whatever reason, the local Mattel uh, agency was sponsoring this event. And they had a, a raffle, a drawing for a Hot Wheels set. Hot Wheels cars and the track, the whole shot. And I won. I never win anything. I was so excited. I was so proud of that thing. I don't know where it is now. I mean, I probably lost it a year or so later. But nonetheless, it just feels good to win sometimes. That's why we do Everyone Wednesday, just to kind of take a load off and put a smile on your face and maybe a little joy in your heart because you'll want something. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Uh, Worldometer or Worldometer, is a database that tracks quantitative data on on health. During the COVID pandemic, I use that site often and with great passion to see how many people had tested positive, how many people had gotten the vaccination, how many people died, how many people were hospitalized. They keep all of that stuff, all of that information. 
And um, there's a there's a company called Internet Archive Wayback Machine uh, that captures screenshots and grabs of particular things because Worldometer has all these different uh, you know things that are going on. But when you look at the cause of death worldwide, and you look at the cause of death you know nationwide as well, um, there were 60.6 million people who died in the world in 2023. Now, this is interesting because these are the numbers that are kept by Worldometer and these are the leading causes of death. Are you ready? Okay. Um, by the way, when we look at this, there are diseases that cause the issues, cancer, this, that, and the other thing, uh, communicable diseases and things of that nature. Um, but you're going to find something very interesting because Worldometer doesn't officially account one cause of death in its database, but when you add it in, it makes things just kind of go crazy. Okay, here's the deal. The number of people in the United States, or in the world rather, who lost their lives because of water-related diseases, 800,000. We talk a lot about that with our friends at GFA World and how clean, pure drinking water can save lives. 800,000 people last year died because they got some bad water and it cost them their lives. Another 390 million people died of malaria, 390,000 people rather, died of malaria. 500,000 people died of the flu. Now, in the U.S., we pushed really hard for flu shots. It's not really a vaccine per se, but the flu still does take people's lives. Um, when people say we need to take away guns because of the safety issue and death, no one really wants to also add in the fact that the number of people who died on the road in traffic accidents and fatalities, 1.3 million people worldwide died because of traffic accidents. 2.4 million people died of alcohol abuse. Has that hit your family? It's hit mine. It's not fun. Um, 1.6 million people died because of either HIV or AIDS. And remember, not that, it's interesting. The population of people with AIDS in the world has been hovering around 30 million for quite some time. In the United States, it stayed pretty static at 900,000. And unfortunately, statistically, the leading cause of people contracting AIDS is unsafe sex. But still, 1.6 million people died because they had HIV in their system or full-blown AIDS, and then whatever else wants to get in their cancer, the flu, you don't have a deficiency, you don't have an, an immune system to fight it off, and there you go. I mentioned 2.4 million people died of alcoholism. Cigarette smoking. Five million people worldwide died of cigarette smoking last year. Incredible. 8.2 million people died of cancer last year. Communicable diseases, 13 million people. And we're talking about developing nations in particular where the flu or a cold or pneumonia or something like that can be a lot more fatal than it is in developed nations like ours. But then you get into the, uh, uh, the sanctity of life issue and you start looking at kids. Oh, by the way, suicide accounted for 
nearly a million deaths worldwide last year. Um, then take a look at the number of kids who died. Seven and a half million children worldwide died due to unspecified causes or illnesses. We don't really know why. Again, that's where your developing nations take over. We talk about being pro-life and the maternal mortality rate worldwide was 300,000, which is pretty incredible. When you consider we've got 8 billion people on the planet and how many millions of women giving birth and the fact that that is tough, 300,000. But the number one cause of death worldwide for the fifth year in a row, in spite of the fact that Roe versus Wade was overturned in the United States and now it's on the state level instead of the federal level, the number one cause of death in America and all over the world is abortion. And it's not even close. The second leading cause of death is communicable diseases. Took the lives of nearly 13 million people last year. But that pales in comparison to the 44.6 million abortions that were performed worldwide in 2023. How many women had those abortions performed because they weren't given the right information about their pregnancy and about what their options were? 44.6 million people. Here in the U.S., it was just over a million and change that we know about, but the abortion industry doesn't like to talk about that. But compare and contrast these two stories. Worldometer, simply a database. No political agenda. Here's how many people got these illnesses. Here's how many people died. And 44.6 million people died worldwide from abortion a million and a half or so here in the United States. But CNN goes on and says, the biggest problem we have right now and trying to lower the death rate is gun violence. Now, it doesn't talk about the actual number of people who die because of firearms. It's not 30,000 a year. The, the plans that they're talking about with their laws, they say would save around 30,000 lives every year. But when you take into consideration that guns are used in homicides, guns are used in robberies, guns are used and often there's a, a, an accidental shooting that winds up resulting in someone's death. And yes, there are some suicides. But when you look at the abortion rate, the number of children aborted swallows whole the number of people who die because of gun violence. But abortion has to be safe and it has to be legal, right? I mean, at least we've got that to count on. And it's those pro-life pregnancy resource centers, like those pre-born clinics. They're the problem, the left will tell you. They're not licensed. They're unsanitary. Well, on the other side of this break, we're going to take a look at another report that talks about the quote-unquote, allegedly, supposedly, sanitary conditions at abortion clinics and how in one state, the number of abortion facilities that failed a basic health inspection is shocking. We're going to take a look at that coming up next as the bottom line continues. 
One of the things I appreciate, and I know you do too, about preborn is the fact that they tell you the truth about where you are in pregnancy. You know, it, 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 it's amazing how the National Institute of Health and the CDC wants to classify pregnancy as a quote-unquote illness, so then they can prescribe quote-unquote treatment medication in the form of an abortion pill to end the abortion. Well, that's crazy. We know, you know and I know, that God creates each of us in the womb of our mothers, and he creates each of us uniquely for a purpose. And 85% of the women who go to preborn clinics and they don't hear the, the propaganda from the abortion industry that says you, your two choices are either abortion or misery, that there are three options. And the third one involves basically choosing life for the child and releasing that child for adoption. I want to thank a couple of people for their very generous donations to Preborn. Dean in National City made a $1,400 donation. Dave in Lake Forest, a $500 donation. Uh, and also Edward in Norfolk, Nebraska, who listens online with a 48 monthly dollar donation. Uh, go to kbrightradio.com. Click on the preborn banner and make your best donation today. It's completely tax deductible. 100% of your donation goes to ultrasound technology, and we're saving lives and saving babies through preborn. Click on kbrightradio.com, hit the preborn banner today. Welcome back to this special edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. We're comparing a couple of stories, doing an analysis, balance, and clarity segment. CNN reporting that the way to stop the death toll in the United States is to force every state to enact super strict gun control laws like they have in California and New York, doing so would save 300,000 lives, they say, over a decade, about 30,000 per year. If you want to save more lives than that, ban abortions, <laughs> because quite frankly, the million plus abortions that are performed in the U.S. every year just dwarf the number of lives that would be saved with these gun control laws. But one of the big knocks we get, we hear, you know, we encourage you to make donations to preborn. $28 provides a, an ultrasound uh, visit for a, an expectant mom. She's explained what her options are. It starts about a two-year relationship with mother and child and clinic as to the baby's health and uh, the family's well-being as well. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, by the way, or go online to kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com and make a $28 donation to save one baby's life a $140 donation for five. If God has led you to uh, financial well-being, then you can make a $15,000 donation and provide one ultrasound machine for a preborn clinic. Now, the left will come after you and say, we don't want these clinics here. They're not licensed. They're not safe. But abortion clinics are. Really? Okay. Let's take a look at Pennsylvania, for example. Now, the headline... Uh, from Christian Post, says half of the facilities failed a health inspection. What is that exactly does that mean? Pennsylvania Family Institute highlighted reports from the P Pennsylvania Department of Health. These are the government's own reports documenting multiple health and safety violations at nine abortion facilities during 2023. There are 18 abortion clinics in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, and nine of them had multiple health and safety violations. By the way, in case you were wondering, they include Allentown Women's Center, Philadelphia Women's Center, Planned Parenthood Lancaster, Planned Parenthood Norristown, Planned Parenthood Philadelphia on Comley Road, Planned Parenthood Philadelphia on Locust Street, Planned Parenthood Reading or Reading, and Planned Parenthood Wilkesbury and Planned Parenthood York. All of these Planned Parenthood clinics failed their health inspections. They, 
I mean, in addition, I mean, here's some of the citations against them. The Philadelphia Women's Center failed to enter findings of tissue analysis conducted after first trimester abortion was entered into the medical record. That is required by law. They kind of forgot to do it. An unannounced survey at Planned Parenthood Keystone, York, failed to complete performance evaluations for three out of the four abortionists. The inspection found that that facility was not in compliance with state health regulations, which state, quote, abortions shall be performed only by a physician who possesses the requisite professional skill and competence as determined and approved by the medical facility in accordance with appropriate procedures. Uh, Planned Parenthood in Keystone Wilkes-Barre actually failed to document the fact that they had performed an abortion for a minor they have informed consent laws, but they don't have documentation. So the next time you hear the left saying, we have the solution, question the motive, question the message, question the messenger. But also make sure you do the same thing for our side of the equation as well. Half of the abortion facilities in Pennsylvania sounds like a big ominous number. Nine doesn't sound quite so big, but there are 18 abortion clinics in Pennsylvania. Planned Parenthood has this huge pay-no-attention-to-the-man-behind-the-curtain presence in the media, but they run about 650 clinics nationwide. Divide that by 50, and you'll see they really don't have that much of an influence. So it shouldn't be too difficult for us to pray for them and to provide a counter-alternative. And the alternative we recommend here at the Bottom Line Show, of course, our friends at Preborn. Go online to kbrightradio.com right now, click on the Preborn banner, and make your best donation today. This is Sanctity of Life Month. We're coming up on Sanctity of Life Day, next Friday, January 19th. And of course, the commemoration now of Roe versus Wade on January 22nd, where we say, yes, thank you, Lord, for delivering us from that bad Supreme Court decision. But remember, ultimately, every life created is a life that God holds special and dear to his heart and is a life that deserves value and dignity and respect and ultimately needs to hear the good news of the gospel. We fight to prolong the lives of children in the womb so that they might become children of the king at some point. That is the good news, and that's the bottom line.